hello everyone amanda grace here with you i'm going to bring in my co-host mr marty grisham from loudmouth prayer in in a moment hello to everybody jumping on and watching right now in the united states and around the world you know yesterday we saw so many people from across the pond that were actually tuning in we saw people in south america so it's it's nice to see so hello to everyone uh, and our moderators, of course, they do a wonderful job. And our Ark of Grace team, thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. So we've got a great show. We actually have something very funny to show you in the beginning, and we're going to take a vote. You're going to you're going to email hello at arcofgrace-ministries.com when we tell you to. But we're going to take a vote on something. So let's bring Marty Grisham in first. Hey, Amanda. Hello. Hello, hello. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. We've been busy and uh, God's yes. been good and it's getting cold. Yeah, it's we got dumped on with 12 inches of snow uh, just a few oh. days ago. Yeah, like oh, wow. I was out there mucking stalls, digging pads and putting hay down for the animals. So they had hay pads to walk on. Oh, yeah. You should have seen me. I look like I was from the Russian tundra. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we got about a half an inch two mornings ago, about a half inch. In, I had no idea it was coming. Maybe at three quarters of an inch. It wasn't much at all. And we were supposed to get snow um, of, you know, this weekend, yeah. Friday. And that kind of bothered us. So literally my wife and our team started praying. And literally within a day, they said the snow's gone away. It's moved back to later next week. But um, <clears throat> because we have a big event this weekend, we have the Days of Glory event going on January 11th, That's a 12th, big event, Marty. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. is, we have ministers coming in. And this is here in Tulsa. So if you go to loudmouthprayer.org, you can find the click on there and you can get the details and come and join us. Be a good time. It will. Yes, absolutely. And they're so friendly in your yes. neck of the woods. Everyone's yes, very, very friendly. friendly. Yeah. They all know I'm not from Tulsa when I come or Oklahoma. So let's just be. Yeah. yeah. Just got to know they're from some, some foreign distant land. Speaking of foreign distant lands. <laughs> Uh, yes. Should we pray first or should we see maybe a caption? No, we should photo? pray first and we got to okay. open up a prayer and then we're going to show the picture. Marty wants this picture to go public. Mm, it's be interesting. Yes, this is, okay. needs to come out. For, needs this to come needs out. to be okay. exposed. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I'll start with prayer and we'll let you wrap up. Praise God. Okay. Father, we thank you. <clears throat> oh, we just thank you for your presence. Father, we thank you. You're always so good. You're always so faithful. And you're always there for us. Lord, I remember years ago, I was going through a hard time, 20, 25 years ago. And you showed up in the room and you said these words, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So because of this, because of how faithful you are, because of how good you always are, you're the father of lights in whom there's no variance or shadow of turning. So, Lord, we just praise you. We thank you. You're faithful and you're good all the time. We can set our heart and our mind on you and we can fellowship with you all throughout our day. And Lord, that's just a real simple way to say pray. Yes. You teach us how to pray. You show us in your word. You, you literally lead us and train us by your spirit. So Father, today we're asking you, Amanda and I, we have an agenda. We have things we want to talk about today. And Lord, we're asking your spirit to lead us and guide us and to help us that we could bring insight, divine revelation, encounters and insight into the, what we shared today that the hearers, whether they're live, whether they're later weeks, even months, even years away, that they would receive divine insight of what it means to pray, what it means to stand on your word, what it means to fellowship with you. Yes, Lord. So we thank you, Father, so much for that in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, we come before you. We praise you for this day, Lord. Father, we just praise you, Lord, that you are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We humble ourselves before you this day, asking you, Lord, to forgive us of our sins, Father. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew in us a steadfast spirit. Father, we acknowledge you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, to the earth. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He, he was the Passover lamb. He willingly died at Calvary and purchased us by the shedding of his blood. He made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. He victoriously rose again in three days, as was prophesied. And after appearing to many, ascended back into heaven, took his rightful righteous place at the right hand of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore. 
We praise you that he is our advocate before your throne, and we honor that before you this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, Lord, to fill this place, to fill where we are, Lord, that your presence would mightily move and go before us, that the weight of your glory would fall, Father God, Lord, lead and guide us in all wisdom, counsel, my power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of Almighty God with authority now come forth, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, take all the glory for yourself. You are the potter. We are most certainly just the clay. Without Amen. the breath of life in us, Father, we, we have no life, Lord. We praise you, Father God, that you are who you are, that you are an ever-present help in times of trouble, that you are always faithful. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen and amen. Praise amen God. and amen. Now. Now. Drum mm. roll, please, Marty. I'm not good I, at drums. I did this funny. Uh, it was like online. And I don't go I don't go on Facebook <laughs> those things much. But it said what you, what you would look like if you were a Viking. Oh, so wow. I clicked on it and I gave a picture of my face <laughs> and it uploaded an image and for the world to see now. First time being revealed. There, there it is. <laughs> there it is. This is how I would look as a Viking and as a blonde. So we're going to take a vote now. <clears throat> we need you to vote uh, in the chat as well as if you want to email <laughs> us at hello at arcofgrace-ministries.com whether you think uh, my hair should be lighter based on this picture. And it's gotten quite a bit of buzz when I posted it. Krista Bullock and her assistant Kayla were commenting. Lots of people were throwing their hat in the ring on this when they saw this picture uh, trying to encourage me to go lighter. So we just had to show you this because Marty said this has to go public. This so, is it. It's got to be exposed. The Amanda's doing this and not sharing it with the world. <laughs> so there I am. Warrior, uh, warrior. I don't know what was, was her princess, name. Uh, yeah, warrior princess. Uh, Amanda, something? princess warrior. There you go. There you so. go. Okay. Okay. There we go. All right. Good. Now, well, that, so that's been exposed, Marty. Yes, that that's been exposed, <laughs> revealed. It's more. It's more of a spiritually cleaning, cleansing word. Yes. It's uh -huh. been revealed. So, well, hallelujah. So, how's everything been on the ark? Oh my <laughs> goodness! You know, never a dull moment on the ark, Marty. I, I, I will tell that. everyone, uh, just please pray for Chris. He had a small seizure last night okay. um, because Chris wants to, Marty knows, I texted Marty during the week with some of Chris's <laughs> antics yes. that were going on, you know, with ladders and things of that nature. And so since Marty is a ladder expert, um, yes. I texted him for prayer. <laughs> For prayer. Yes. So, uh, so just pray for him because after people have seizures, they're post-tictal and it, it could be very hard on the people around them because they can get a little, you know what I mean? It could just get yeah. a little hairy. So anyway, just, it was small though. So nobody panic. Yeah. It was small, but it just means he's pushing himself way too much, which puts stress on me. So yeah. Yeah. Pray for me too. Animals are good though. Animals are all doing Great. Oh, I will. We will ask for prayer for Reese's, who is our newest member at the Ark. She is at our other property. She's a cat that okay. we took in from another rescue. Uh, she's fighting cancer right now. Oh, wow. And she and Reese's really needs a touch from the Lord. And I have a feeling that maybe this is why uh, we took this cat in. Basically, this other rescue. There she is. This other rescue could not afford her care. And so we took her from another rescue in order to try to get her some help. And I am going to go pray over her. So I am going to be going and praying wow. over Reese's as well. So just keep her in prayer. Very good. You're mm -hmm. definitely a cutie. She is cute, isn't she? Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Everything has been good here in Tulsa. A little bit of snow, a little bit of cold, and everything's normal. Jenny's doing good. She's busy. We Hi, Jenny. Event. Well, she's here somewhere real near. Um, she's um, she's super busy. We we got the event starting tonight, so we're just I and it's speakers three days. coming in, food, speakers, the agenda for the time, everything. Joe and Julie is going to be with us. You know our friends, Joe. And Hi, Joe and Julie. Yes, 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 they're going to be with us. Are you making work. Julie deal with the food aspect of things, or Joe? Who's I dealing with the food? Are that. you dealing with the food? Who's dealing um, with the food? 
it's been a culmination of many people. So okay. <laughs> I will say, normally Jenny and Julie take care of that. And so they've oh, been okay. doing really an amazing job taking care of that. Because I think they did it last time when I was there. That's yeah. why I'm asking. Oh, yeah. yeah. And remember when we went to her house? Oh, my gosh. The food there was so great. The, the she char makes charcuterie amazing charcuterie board. boards. Oh, wow. Something else. Something else. Mm -hmm. We could talk about this for hours. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, so you know what? Um, so near the end of December, <clears throat> yes, we um, so I was getting close to the end of December. I did 30 days to say because I did in the be beginning of our own line 30 days to pray, mm -hmm. and I yes. talked for 30 days of how to pray to get closer to the Lord, find his plan. Well, that was a year ago, so December this year, all the way to January the first, I did 30 days to say, and it's about confession, it's about teaching from the word of God and then beginning to speak the word of God, the promises of God over your life and kind of embracing the identity of who we are in Christ. Yes. Well, when I came close to the near the end of that in one of my shows, the Holy ghost moved on me really mm -hmm. strong and talked to me about the whole month of January. And he said, I want you to start. Now I had no intention of doing this at all. We had not made any thumbnails. We were not going to do this. Okay. He just said, I want you to start loudmouth prayer school. And so we have started Around, I guess, the 2nd of January, Loudmouth Prayer School. And that's where we do our live daily show. We do a show six days a week. And on Saturdays, Jenny and I do a live show together, kind of, like, I mean, on Sunday. But Monday through Friday, we do Loudmouth Prayer School. And we're just teaching. Now, there's two things about it. We teach. And there's just so much wonderful revelation from God's word. And then we demonstrate. And that's the part that gets pretty wild, Amanda, because I teach for 30, 40 minutes. And then I've got to turn around and step in faith to demonstrate what I taught. So, you know, you teach it like the other day I taught on the gift of prophecy, right? You teach mm -hmm. on prophecy. Well, when you're done, you need to demonstrate. And so literally we had the spirit of prophecy kind of bubble up and we had some things to say. So it's been really fun. It's been a stretch for us, a stretch for I'm sure our viewers. So I just wanted to invite anybody. If you want to just jump into learning and uh, just joining a crowd of people and learning and demonstrating prayer, Loudmouth Prayer on Rumble, YouTube. We are there for yes. you. Come join us. Oh, well, you know what? That's that's a wonderful thing to demonstrate it, to teach yes. it. And, you know, speaking of teaching, Marty, yes. um, it's interesting because the Lord has um, shown others, and he's also shown it to me, that this year I probably will be teaching more than I've ever taught nice. in years past. Not that I don't teach because you know I do. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm probably going to be teaching more than in years past because that's the meat. That's where the meat yeah. is that people really need to get in their souls to endure right now with what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. In, the, in this nation, in the world. Right. You and I had talked a while back about men and women leadership in the body of Christ. Everything they do from a public scene, from a public level they need to consider the body of Christ. You actually brought that up to me, what, maybe six or nine months ago. And you said that one statement to me um, that we all need to consider the body of Christ. I tell you, Amanda, every single day, I take that word from you, just that insight. And I have built every day. I'm thinking about what I do today online, what I do with this days of glory meetings for three days, everything I'm considering the body of Christ. I'm not trying to consider money coming in. I'm not trying to consider people's opinions who like or yeah. dislike. I'm considering what does the body of Christ need to grow? And honestly, I really believe that's why the Lord just gave me the thumbs up of son, start loudmouth prayer school. I want you to, because we've been doing this, you know, traveling with prophets 20, 25 years ago, some of the powerful people of God, we learned so much about prayer and getting in the spirit, accessing the things of God in the realm of the spirit, being able to pull those things out. Because when Jesus said, let your will be done to earth as it is yeah. in heaven, father, that's what he was saying. Jesus, did I tell you about my first vision? When I had the spirit of seeing and knowing operate for the first time, I had a vision of Jesus while my eyes were closed. I had Jesus walking down a road way and I felt like it was a road. It was a winding dirt road. And I saw it just as clear as I could with my eyes closed. Jesus was about this tall because he was like 150 yards, you know, hundred yards in this vision. And I see he reaches up and grabs something from the air and puts it in his man gown, which the proper name is. Uh, uh, what is it? A, uh, 
it's not an ephod. It's um a tunic. It's like a two like yes, a, yeah, yeah, his clothing, okay. his his yeah, his two thousand year old suit. There you go. That's a good way to say it. That that Walking never along. needs to be dry cleaned. By the way, it always stays it's sparkling always dry. and and nice. Yes, it's always dry. Okay, okay, bad joke. So he reaches up and grabs something, and so I'm in the spirit in uh -huh. prayer, having this vision. Now, you know, when you're there, you can begin to have conversations with Jesus, the father of the Holy Spirit. So yeah. I just kind of lean over and said, Holy Spirit, why, what did he just grab? And the Holy Spirit said to me months before he needed it, he reached up and grabbed Malchus's ear. That was so much revelation to me. So since that time, we have developed how to just in the spirit, grab the things of God that are needed in the natural. So you step in, you lay a hold of the things of God, you pull them back, and you meet the needs of the people. I have seen this hundreds of times, if not thousands, just in Jenny and I, how we pray. We were praying out the reawaken, and Jenny said, this woman needs a new heart. And she, by faith, went in and laid a hold of a new heart. Literally, by faith, prayed for a new heart for this woman and laid hold of it in the spirit the woman emailed me a few days later and said, my heart is completely healed. When your wow. wife prayed over me, I felt a shift in my, inside my chest. Something shifted. I said, that was a new heart. She said, my heart's completely healed. So I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you talk. I'm rambling. Yeah, I'm well, super that's okay, excited. But that's amazing. I know, but this is what we want to teach. This is where, uh -huh. so I'm so, so, so man, it's so excited. I said all that to say, you're, you're right on the money because we have to teach more. And we love the prophetic and we love mm -hmm. demonstrations. But at the end of the day, the body of Christ to has too. to be taught yes. so that they can do. To be a doer of the word, you got to know what the word's got in it to be a doer of it. So. Good. Amen. Amen. And, and, and teaching is the, it's the substance. So that is, that is like I said, where people get the meat in order to run the race, endure and to grow. Yeah, yeah. You cannot grow on superficialness and sour milk. It doesn't work that way. So the one meat minister. is to grow. Yeah, the meat really is to like mature. Yeah, one minister, he had a vision with the Lord and the Lord said to him, the fivefold ministry gifts, number one job is the preaching and or the teaching of the word. So you can do both or you yes. can do just preaching or just teaching or both, but that's the number one job. And when you look at the life of ministry, I've had people say to me, casting out demons is the number one thing Jesus did. No, it's not. Not he even healing, it, but it's not the number one. It wasn't even healing. Yeah. It was preaching and teaching. It was proclaiming that the yep. kingdom of God has come and that I am the, I am. That was his number one job. And then everything else follows that because the signs and the wonders and the miracles and the healings, what do they do, Amanda? Follow the word. They do. The word has to go out ahead yeah. to prepare the soil. The word is the seed. Yeah. So the word has to go out ahead and be dropped in the soil. So then it is right for when the healing comes now and the deliverance comes and the prospering comes and all of yeah. it comes. So, yes. So true. Mm -hmm. The word of God is the center and the foundation. So we have some things that we were going to cover kind of along the line of, of the word contend. I woke up this morning thinking about the word contend. Would you contending. like a definition, a formal <clears throat> definition while we're talking? I would love that. Hold on. I'm going to get it for you. Hold on. We're going to do this right now, people. Okay. Definition. She's going to formaldefinition.com. Of, of okay. This. <laughs> that's it. Not really. Okay. Contend means let's go to Merriam Webster here <clears throat> to strive or vie in contest or rivalry against difficulties um to strive in debate it says um or or, or to struggle for mm. that's what the definition of contend I love it yeah so uh -huh. Jude one yes. three Oh, with the contending for the body of, okay, go. Yeah. Okay. No, no, this is actually, well, yeah, I know that was good, but yeah. Jude one, three, I stumbled on this one. Okay. Do you, do you have it pulled up? Yes. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Yep. Mm -hmm. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for all delivered to the saints. It seems to me that he talks about concerning common salvation and in the middle of writing to his 
hearers, if we could say, he was prompted. He had this unction of God to exhort them to not just know teaching, not just know what salvation brings to you. Because see, that salvation, it just only opens the door with, oh, Jesus, come into my heart. Now I live forever with God. It is the doorway into the kingdom of God, the kingdom yeah. of, of the dear son. Your whole life, your identity, you're new on the inside. Everything changes. So yeah. the salvation package isn't just a moment in time that you get an experience. It's the rest of your life for eternity that just changed because of that moment in time. So yeah. he's talking to them about this common salvation, but he's mm -hmm. like, but I want to tell you, you need to earnestly contend for it, struggle, fight, combat, yes. For it, yes. defend for it, yeah. your rights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when, when you can, in the, in the sense that it was talking about contend, it says to vie in contest, right? Yeah, because yeah. we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So this is, this is a war in a way. This is a contest. Yeah. That, that has eternal results. Yeah. So this is yeah. why it's so important to always vie for it. And when you contend for something, you, you passionately pursue yeah. to win. Yeah. The so. passion, the, the mm -hmm. fervency, the effectual yeah. fervent, fervent prayer of a righteous man yes. or a woman. Yeah, just talking about mankind, the effectual <laughs> fervent if you don't have the effectual, it means you're not praying in line with the word. If you don't have the fervency, it means you don't have any gumption, any faith, any, yeah. uh, this domineering, I'm going to get what belongs to me. That fire. See, yeah. 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 And, mm -hmm. and I think the misconception many times is Amanda. And I actually know it is many times. The misconception is they want to get something from God. But what he's saying is the common salvation package is giving you everything. You have to contend that the devil doesn't do what he, Jesus said. I am come to give you life and life more abundantly. The thief, the robber comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You contend to keep the enemy from taking away what already belongs to you. Which is exactly, by the way, what a shepherd does every day in the field. Perfect. Yes. That's exactly what they do. They Talk contend. They yeah. contend for their flock. So every shepherds normally are in the field with the flock, especially back in those days. David was in the field with his flock. And so every day they had to contend because there were predators around every single day. There wasn't one day where a predatory animal that wanted to come to steal, kill, and destroy in the flock wasn't around. So what did they do? They would contend every day to protect the flock. Amanda, just out of curiosity, and I already have my opinion, I already know the answer. Do you think shepherds have ever lost sleep? Yes. All the yes, time. Absolutely. They have, have you yes, with I your have. animals. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I have the night shift. So something's wrong with the animals. I'm up people. I'm I up. Bet. Yeah. And you're kind of a prayer at night kind of person anyway. So sometimes it might help you, but for the most part, I mean, so, I mean, not being critical, just being realistic, just trying to provoke the smallest bit of thinking uh -huh. in the viewer's minds just okay. for a second. Do you think your local pastor you're under is contending for the sheep? The contention. Oh, oh, my my pastor? No, I'm just talking the viewers. Oh, in general, because Pastor Sam, I have to say, does. But yeah. um lo oh, locally in general, no. Yeah. In general, no. <laughs> There's a large part of the church yeah. that is not protecting the sheep at all. In fact, is opening up the gates and letting the wolves and the lions and the bears come right in. Yeah, yeah. A large yep. part of what's happened in your ministry and my ministry is they look to us almost some as pastors mm -hmm. because there's been a little bit of a deficit there of the shepherding. Uh, and I'm not talking about the shepherding movement and that terminology might be new to you. Yep. Back, I might have been in the 70s or the 80s, early 80s, there was a shepherding movement. Now in that shepherding movement, you're probably familiar with it. What happened was pastors started taking a little bit too much control. And they're like, if you're going to open a bank account, or get married, or buy a home, or move, or buy a car. We kind of want you to consult with us. We want to help you decide. And it became a little controlling, a little witchcrafty, a little too, a yeah. little too much shepherding. And that was a shepherding movement that needed some adjustments. And it was adjusted. And it's I haven't seen a lot of that in our current 
you know, world as much as it was during that time. Of course, I was young when that happened. So, you know, who am I? But <laughs> still, you know, but we can't lay aside the powerful need of that shepherd mentality of taking care. As I said a while ago, you are considering, you said to me, consider the body. Everything yeah. we do, the pastor, his full-time job is considering the body, the assembly that God has given him to watch over. Yes. And I, I tell you, I've, I've, oh my gosh, Amanda, Jenny and I, one of our friends went to a church. I know I'm seeing, I know I've had a little bit of caffeine today. I know I'm not, I'm not emotional. I'm just really just wanting to get the points across to our viewers okay. today. Jenny and I went to a meeting. One of our friends was ministering in okay. a state near here years ago. And Jenny and I went <clears throat> right in front of the church was um if your first time visitor parking right in front of the wall yeah. of windows everyone's in the lobby my wife and i and our two sons we dress up nice because we're ministers we show up no one there knew us except our friend who was speaking we show up we get out of the car we can see everyone inside looking at us we walk in the front door we were there two to two and a half hours not one person ever said a word to us no one shook our hand no one said hi no one no one we were blown away at how, I, I don't even know what adjectives or fake nouns to use. I don't even know what to even call that. We walked away from there like we have never in our life. And we didn't, we were not feel like we were rejected. It was just like, how many people are coming through that is not getting the feel of community, the feel of assembly, yeah. the feel of the body of Christ? the feel of a shepherd, the shepherd helping them and, and consoling or just even saying, hi, we have a deficit. We've got a well, deficit. There, well, there is a deficit. And I'm not saying there's there's anything wrong with groups in church and things like that. But sometimes things tend to get prioritized Yeah, yeah. more than the word. Activities, yeah. you know, groups. Bake sales. Yeah, bake sales. Yes. Oh, ask Doctor Sherwood how he feels about that in church. He'll tell oh, don't you. Get him started on cookies and cakes. <laughs> ask him. Ask He'll, him. Please go to bulging. <sighs> it, yep. Chris has smuggled a donut by him before. It was a huge scandal. Oh my goodness. But oh. you know. So, but it, but you see these things happen. <laughs> or or um. Oh, what else can I say? Like harvest parties and 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 yes. things of that nature. Oh, uh, and there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having some things for the church to come together to do, but sometimes it's prioritized above the word. So yeah, yeah. people are coming instead, and they are valuing the activity over the word when it should yeah. be the opposite. Yeah, I mean, my wife and I, loudmouth prayer in the city of Tulsa. The Lord said to me, "I want you to start healing meetings." He said it to me two months later. He said it to me three months later. I said, I hear you, Lord. Yes, Lord. But I wouldn't be a doer of the word. I'm just giving him a little, you know. Lip service. Little lip service. And um, about a year goes by and he shows up in the room and he walks up and says, basically, do it or else. I will give this to someone who will obey me. And it gripped me. His presence was in the room. Yeah. And I said to him, you'll never say that to me again concerning a healing meeting. And we invited you to the first one and we just had the fourth one. We're planning the fifth one, March, the second week of March, the second weekend, which I oh, think that's is not March. Far off. Yeah, not far. A second, it's yeah. March the 8th and the 9th. We're planning at Clay's venue again, uh, where you were just with us a few, what, a month, a month and a half ago, you were with us for the last healing revival. So on the 8th and the 9th of March. We're going to do it again because the Lord's voice is clear and I don't want it to be passed on to someone else. I want to obey him. But, um, but the question arises with all that I just said, the question arises, why, why two people that aren't known, they don't have a church. We don't have a great powerful ministry. Everyone knows Marty and Jenny. No, we're just two churchgoers. I mean, we, I've been ministered for 20 years and, and, and I've done healing ministry and stuff, yes, but yes. why aren't the churches doing this? Because when I scan the churches in the city, very few talk about healing, have healing meetings or anything. You know, I, I think um, a, a tactic that the enemy has craftily used is to try to make these certain things become obsolete. Yeah. Or that 
the Lord doesn't do this anymore. You need more of an inspirational speech to get you through your day. Um, and, and so he, I think in the age that we are in of technology and tangibility, you see it more and more with some churches that that healing aspect and deliverance aspect is ushered out because it, the tangibility, you see what I mean? In their minds, yeah. the tangibility is not there like other things, you know, like tools they can use online to do their sermons. And there's nothing wrong with doing that, you know, with, with utilizing tools and researching and doing things in order, in order to, to do something, to do something effective for the Lord. But I'm saying those things, because they're tangible. Yeah. <laughs> tend to edge out what is seen as intangible, which is really where faith dwells and faith thrives. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. And then even what you'd said before, just basically just the deficit where they're looking yeah. at, well, but let's, let's do this type of event instead of a healing meeting. Yep. I mean, when you go through the Pentecostal yeah. doctrinal foundational teachings, yeah, healing is in the very center of it. Holy spirit, faith. I mean, Holy spirit, baptism, the Holy spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, the role of the Holy spirit in your life, you know, salvation, you know, water baptism, divine healing. These are the foundations of the entire New Testament. Can you find a book of the Bible in the New Testament that doesn't talk about divine healing? It is for us today. You know what I'm saying? But it's been neglected. Churches during COVID, they stopped laying hands on the sick. And well, they, that's and what then, it was meant to do. Separate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they turned it into something else. Well, we'll just pray over you from the stage. Hey, there's power in that. I do that sometimes online. You do too. We've had people get instantly healed of diabetes, yeah, cancer. Get, yes, we've got just speaking yeah. through this microphone. We've seen people's lives changed, but you can't take away a doctrine. It actually is one of the doctrines called the laying on of hands. There yeah. are multiple doctrines shown as the writer Paul, I think Paul wrote about them. One of them is actually the doctrine of laying on of hands. We have to touch people. We have to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. That was the last commencement of Jesus. To you who believe in my name, you'll cast out devils. You'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. We're supposed to do this. We are supposed to do this. Yeah. And it says these signs will follow those yeah. who believe. So that's together. That 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 can't just be separated out. Easy. So, you know, and I I think over the decades how the how the enemy has worked in certain other areas and ways has ultimately affected this. Like getting prayer out of schools, like beginning to 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 move prayer out of certain areas so the atmosphere of prayer was not there, which then he could go after the under portion of that, right? which yeah, is, yeah. okay, we're going to lay on of hands. We're going to touch and agree. We're going to do these things. So I think it's been a, a meticulous process on the enemy's part to try to get this removed because <laughs> he knows there's power there. Let yeah, me tell you something. If you don't think they touch and agree in the occult, you're kidding yourselves. Oh, good point. Because <laughs> they do. Yeah. Because well, they understand. That, yeah, yeah. Satan's called the accuser of the brethren. I mean, I have the scripture pulled up here somewhere, but he's called the accuser of the brethren. Jude writing in one, three literally said, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you just absolutely endeavoring to wake you up, stir you up, cause you to lunge forward in defending your faith earnestly, fervently standing for what belongs to you. And that's where we're basically talking about. We're talking about the body of Christ and some things that's been lost, some things that should not have been lost, some things that leaders of the body of Christ said, well, you know what? Um, every time we talk about the blood of Jesus, people write us emails and gripe about it. So what if we just don't talk about the blood anymore? Because it's offensive to people. Lord have mercy. Well, what, what about if we don't talk about, um, you know, abortion? What about if we don't talk about LGBTQ and all the transgender? What if we don't talk about these things? If we don't talk about these, you know, we're going to still keep these people in our lives. 
and they're going to stay in our church and we're still affect them on a lighter scale or at least not on those topics. But there's something special about the fullness of the gospel. There's something special about purity. There's something special about the God of holiness. If you try to take away holiness from the preaching and the teaching, you're going to remove the holy God from your preaching and teaching. And you know what I noticed too? And you know, the devil overplays his hand a lot. So you can, you, you, you can see things through it, whether it is uh, LBGTQ parades, whether it is in courthouses, wherever it is, they don't try to mock the name of Muhammad. They don't try to put Muhammad up on a pole and carry him in a parade and mock him. They don't try to mock Muhammad on TV or any gods of Hinduism on TV. You know why? Because those people will come after them. Those people of those fates will come after them for doing that. The only name they attempt to mock, whether it's a parade, a TV show on the airwaves is the name of Jesus. And you know why? Because that is the only name that carries power. Exactly. It is the only name above all names that carries a power that no other has. And the enemy truly does not have an answer for. And that's why he mocks it. Preach it, sister. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There you go. Oh, that was good. Praise God. The name by the father, highly exalted. My, 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 my. He gave a son with this entire plan that when this is said and done with the death, burial, resurrection, and the ascension, I'm going to give the body to the, of the son, the body of Christ, you and I, the assembly, us, the church, I'm going to give them a name that's highly exalted because Jesus was the perfect, significant sacrifice to cancel the power of sin, to cancel the power of the sting of death, and to give us a name that we can use now to put sin in its place, to put sickness in its place, to put death in its place. Paul said, death, where is your sting? I think he was doing that laughing. <laughs> death, you're such a joke. Every day you try to threaten me. You have no sting. Even if I gave my body over to you, I go on to glory and it's nothing but good for me. That's a good decision. So death, you don't even have a sting in my life. We need to understand that we're just standing in the threshold, the doorway of eternity when we're on this rock down here, and we believe it's a round one. When we're down here on this earth, that's for you to cover, Amanda. (laughs) I'm not covering that. That's for Amanda to cover. (laughs) But as we're down here, we're just ready at moments notice of the Father to step over into eternity. My, 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 death doesn't have a sting. No, it doesn't. And well, we do have the name, and, and and more and more, what happens is they try to prevent you from using it, even in the church. Yeah, yeah they try wow. to prevent you from operating in the power and authority that that name carries. Because if the church used that name the way it was supposed to be used, mm. and was the conscience of the state, and was the standard bearer it was meant to be, we wouldn't be in the mess we're in. Yeah, plain and simple. So. I've been rolling around this idea. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I just roll around all, there's no telling what's going on up here. And I've been rolling around this one idea of just doing a show or a series or a week or two or 12 called how to be a Christian because how to's are very important. Like one of my first series I did was how to get your prayers answered. Great yeah. series. It was yeah. 12 shows. They were short, but they just covered the basics of what you want to be in line with the word. If you're going to believe the word, stand on the word, see it all the way through. The word's going to produce the results for you. You're standing on the word. I, 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 I'm, you know, I believe it. I receive it. You know, so um, to do this a series, I was rolling around how to be a Christian because I think it would be just the basics, but it would be super powerful in people's lives. And I haven't made a decision to do this, but I'm basically like what you're doing, more teaching, more bringing out Christian daily or successful Christian daily living. That's what the body needs. That's what the body's hungry for. Amanda, I'll tell you, I've said it before. This is my phone. It's not an iPhone, but it's my phone. Everyone's like, why don't you have an iPhone? Settle I don't, down. I don't have an iPhone there. either. Right now, is, they're 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 uh, they're uh, getting themselves very close Apple to antitrust issues. So, 
Just to warn everyone. Okay, go okay. on. There you go. Okay. And on my phone, I have called many, many, many of our viewers. And some of those have come from your wonderful Ark of Grace family. They've joined Loudmouth Prayer. So they watch your show and they watch us as well. And many, many people I've called and I, I hear what's going on in the world. And I tell you, I see much being shared in the body of Christ today that's not meeting their needs. I'm just going to be blunt. And I'm not talking about anyone, really, no oh, one specific. Yeah. I'm just saying all across the board, you go in your normal church service and they'll give you three points. And you're like, I've got to pay bills. My kid's sick. This is yeah. going on. I'm almost losing my job. I don't know if I'm supposed to marry this person. My marriage is horrible. All of this. And you're giving me this little bitty bowl of little bitty cup of Campbell's soup. I need meat and taters with some biscuits and gravy and some ham hock. Lord have mercy. Can someone please feed me so that I can have a successful Christian living life? Amen to that. But I'm not telling Noble you said that. I was joking about the ham hock. <laughs> but, but you're right about that because the church is there not to be an enabler of sin, yeah, but to purge it and to equip the body so that yeah. they can face the issues of life and overcome it. That's the function of the church. Yeah, that so was much. the function of the shepherd in the field. Yeah, yeah. Make sure the sheep were equipped, that the shepherd was there, and the sheep were equipped, and the sheep were well-fed, and the sheep were cared for, and they yeah. were made to lie down in green pastures, yeah. and led beside still waters, Psalm 23. So it restores their soul, because yeah. when the soul is restored, everything else <laughs> in the life begins to prosper. Yeah. That's a powerful psalm. People yeah. over, that is a powerful psalm, Psalm 23. Yeah, it really is. So we've been given what we need. Amanda, we've been given the name of Jesus, highly exalted name, super powerful. There's no name can stand against it. We've been given the word. And so then you have like you and me and what we do, and we're equipping the saints and we we're considering the heart of God. You know, I heard, uh, if you've ever heard of Rodney Howard Brown. Oh yes. <clears throat> I have got, I've met him before. Powerful man of God. He was in Tulsa a few weeks ago at Jackson Lawmire's church. And I didn't I get to visit with him, but he came mm -hmm. walking through and I got to shake his hand and he gave me his quirky smile. I gave him my quirky smile. He and wears he, colorful shirts. He's a colorful guy in yeah. every way. May I say he's, his personality is just bubbly and quirky and he's a strong character. And that's caused him to contend for the things of God and achieve amazing stuff for God. He was the one pastor, one of the pastors. I know there were a few in other places that was arrested for not shutting his church down. So powerful man of God. <clears throat> um, when we were with him, you're going to love this. When we were there with him, he, the place Jackson's church was packed, right? Oh my gosh. I think it sits five to 600. I'm not going to try to say how many were there, but it was a lot of people. That's all I'm going to say because we're online. It was a lot of people. And we got to sit over on the side with some minister friends, kind of in the minister section and so I got to watch everything real well. And this one thing he said, just, oh, so beautiful. He said, <clears throat> you've got the, I can't do his accent, but you've got to learn how to hear and to get and achieve the mind of God. You've got to get this. The reason why is many Christians think that, oh, things are so wonderful as a Christian that you'll never have a storm in life. They're not realistic. Storms will come to every person, whether they're in the world or they're children of God. Storms always come. But when they come, we, the children of God, can meander and go through the storm if we learn how to know and have the mind of God. The mind of God will show you how to maneuver through the storms of life. Amen. Oh my gosh, that is so beautiful, so powerful, and so good. Oh, it's just priceless thing to say. So now that's what you and I do. We mm -hmm. teach people how to get the mind of God. We teach them how to be led by him. We teach them how to pray. We teach them how to experience God, have that constant contact, that intimacy, that watch and pray, that intercessor mentality, whatever it is. How do they get closer to him? Amen. 
Amen. And it is. I mean, there's even scripture where I, I have the mind of Christ, where where I even I even speak that scripture. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of love, power and a sound mind. But it it's true because when when you have the mind of God, when you mm. see it from God's perspective, right? Yeah. You have the covering over you too. So That's if it. you if so if I'll give you a picture of this because when we have storms coming here, right? Because sometimes the Lord will warn you ahead of time when a storm is going to come. Yeah. The, you know, even before a storm comes, you know, in the natural, what happens? Everything gets real still. Yeah. Right. We're talking about we'll talk about a thunderstorm. Right. Everything gets real still. It starts to get darker and darker and darker and things get real still. And mm -hmm. that's the sign. Yeah. That the storm is coming. We have two choices here. Right. Do nothing or act to protect ourselves from the storm. So what do I start doing? I start running. I start running outside the, the wind is starting to whip up and I'm locking up the animals and I'm locking up noble and I'm running around, making sure the chickens are secure, you know, and if the staff is here, when the storm happens, they're doing it too and buttoning everything up. And then what happens? I go under the covering of my home and I will watch the storm. I will watch it, but I will be protected from it. There is yeah. a protection there and, yeah. and everything we've been given is protected. Why? Because when we saw the signs, we acted. That's yeah. what the body of Christ has to get into. When yeah. you see the signs of the storm coming, you start praying and running ahead of that storm. Yeah. So by the time that storm gets to tomorrow, it's dealt with. Yeah. Well, is our nation is this, is our economy, what's our economy look like? What's the finances going to look like? There's a lot being talked about Buy gold, buy silver There's a lot of wisdom. There's a lot of, a lot of man's plans, a lot of assumptions. There's a lot going on today. We, we should, we just walk with God. We just have the mind of God. And it's just like what you said, seeking now. I mean, everyone, most people are saying that interesting times financially, economically are ahead. And you Possibly. just use wisdom. That's all you do. You don't do it out of fear. Yeah. You start addressing it now. Yes. You start addressing it now, but you don't buy anything out of fear. You don't do anything out of fear. Abraham, David, Joseph, they never got any of those things out of yeah. fear. Yeah. They got it what, what, from being faithful or from stewarding or from the Lord telling them to do whatever he wanted them to do. Yeah. That's how you have to be led with those things and with the economy, you know, and, and with protecting what God has given you to steward and all those things. You have to do that by faith and wisdom with God, not by fear. Yeah. Someone's trying to get you to make you do it by fear. That's not how to do it. You won't yeah. make a good decision that way. You won't. Yeah. It won't be solid. Yeah, yeah. In 1 Peter 1.13, it says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. And what then that my means? Next little... Hmm? I'll, oh, wait, you say you finish and I'll, I'll show people what that means. Yes, please. I want you to yes. um, gird up the loins of your mind. And then I was going to go to the be sober. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. So gird up the loins when they used to have these long tunics. Yeah. They couldn't fight in long tunics. Mm -hmm. So what would they do? They would tie it up like this. They would gird up the loin so then they could run and they yeah. could be agile and they could fight. So yeah. that's what gird up your loins means for people who don't know. Okay, go. It's hard to run with loose loins. <clears throat> so is that what you were saying? I don't know what's going on. <clears throat> First Peter 1.13, the, the part I was going to were for gird up the loins of your mind. Sorry for my bad sense of humor. Be sober. Be sober. <clears throat> that sober there reminds me of the terminology watch and pray. Yes, because the watch part has to do with be awake, be alert, be attentive, be sober. Don't be asleep. Well, guess what happened a few years ago, Amanda? Most of the body of Christ was not sober. They were sleepy like a little baby in a little crib with a little blankie, a little passy, mm -hmm. little sleepy church. Well, guess what? Oh, there's your viewers. I'm telling you, we have woken up. Many, many, many of us have woken up. We're now girding up the loans of our mind. We're, we're watchful. We're attentive. So interesting times that can come tomorrow, the next year, next month, next week. <clears throat> Those interesting times, 
we can live in a life that's called as a type of prayer. I teach on it called watch and pray. Yes. Being sober. I teach you in my prayer series that we do. That's why I invite everyone to come join us at lamaprayer.org. We teach you how to step in the spirit. Now, look for the last six shows. I'm teaching this one thing, how you step in the spirit to get dialed in to the frequency of communing and communicating with God. And I'm just teaching show after show using tongues, uh, interpretation, using prop, the gift of prophecy. I covered it one or two days ago, yes. using the powerful word of God. You know, the Bible says the entrance of your word. And the Lord said to me, the word is one of the entrances into the spirit. I'm like, oh God, you're just blowing Amen. me away. It is. It's a key. It's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. So we're just like learning to watch and pray, meaning we stay in the spirit of prayer as much as we can with all the natural we got to do. And God will quicken us to something we need to do because three months from now, there might be a crazy economical thing going on. There might be this crazy event going to happen. God's not been talking to me about anything going, but I have seen, I've had some few visions and dreams of him about in crazy inflation in the future. That's just all I'll say. So what do we do? We watch and pray now. Faith is now. We live in the now. We don't live in the tomorrow. God never graced you for tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. He graces you for what to do right now. So if you happen to think something's going to happen then, what do you do now? He's graced you to pray now. He's graced you to watch. He's graced you to hear his voice on how to make adjustments and decisions now that would determine your destiny. Our Amen. pastor did a message. Your decisions determine your destiny. Love it. So beautiful. It is. And you know, that is something that also kids, I don't think kids today are taught as much as they should be. Yeah. Your decisions are what bring your consequences or your advancement yeah. to your destiny. Good. They either, they either set it back or they move it forward and yeah. it's their decisions, their own decisions, their responsibility their responsibility that bring that forth. You know, it comes to a point when you're an adult, you got to stop blaming your parents for all your problems. Yeah. You know, they screwed up fine. You don't have to, you are an independent adult. You have a choice. Stop making it. Letting the enemy put you in the rear view mirror. Yeah. About what mommy and daddy did to you as a kid. You know what the Lord wants you to do? Get over it, get delivered, grow up and move into what he has for you. That's what he wants you to do. But what happens is too, with the same thing with kids, they want to play the blame game and not be taught by their parents. It is their choices and their Mm -hmm. decisions that bring their consequences and make them bear the responsibility of their actions. It's a good way to learn. A really good it, way it, to learn. It, 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 I think it's it's an excellent way to learn because there there is an actual tangible effect yeah. from what they do rather than it being cleaned up all the time. Like, oh, we have to make this go away for them. No, don't be the safety net. Failure builds character in yeah. children. Uh, if you yeah. receive a very large package soon um, and people are yelling inside it, I'm going to mail my kids to you. And, uh, and let you just have them, you just teach them that and let them work with the animals. I'll for put them in the sheep bed. <laughs> and, and it would, I'll put them in with Simi and let him put his horns down and chase them around a bit. They'll love it. They'll just love it. So. <laughs> um, John 16, 13 says, how be it when he, the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you in all truth. He'll guide you in all truth. He speaks not of himself, but whatsoever he hears, yeah. that shall he speak. And then my favorite part of the verse, John 16, yeah. 13, and he shows you things to come. We're going to wrap up the end of our show here in just a minute, but I just, I was quickening my heart before my last poor joke um, <laughs> to that. We would pray for those that are dealing with this one word. I had this word come up uncertainty because when it comes to economic financial, what's tomorrow look like many times, <clears throat> Fear tries to grip people because of that one word, uncertainty. But he'll show you. We have promises in the word of God that says he'll show you. And so, but God's not showing me anything. Are you seeking him? Yes. Then you're okay. Because that means he doesn't need to show you something. But when he needs to, if you're seeking him, if you're before him, if you're before him in fellowship, 
You abide in me, my words abide in you. Ask what you desire. If you're abiding in him and he's not spoken to you about tomorrows, that means it's okay. Okay. You just stay in the zone of fellowshipping with him. That's the place to stay. And then he'll show up and speak to each and every one of our wonderful Ark of Grace, Loudmouth family members. He'll speak to you when he needs to, when you need to know something, but it's all about the fellowship. But it's the uncertainty that causes people to get off and get into fear. So I just thought we would pray for those that have dealt with fear because okay. of the uncertainties of tomorrow. Because yes. God holds us. What did he say? I don't care who... Um, what's that? How's that saying go? I don't care what tomorrow holds because I know who holds tomorrow. Yeah. Do you, do you know what Kim Clement used to sing a lot? He used to have people sing a lot when he would have his meetings. Yeah. Uh, I'm somewhere in the future and it looks much better than it looks right now. Oh man. I like that. I'm somewhere in the future and it looks much better than it looks right now or I look right now. Yeah. Uh -huh. I can do my drum roll. You can. So, yep. Yeah, not really. Not too good. So he used to sing that quite a bit yeah so so i just had that in my heart to pray for our okay our, our grace out loud family to just pray for them um sure. <clears throat> father we just come to you now in the precious name of jesus and father we pray for all of our listeners whether they're live whether they're tomorrow next week next Thank month you, next year whatever it is when they watch this there is no distance and there is no time in the realm of the spirit we're with them now our faith Holy Spirit is always with them now. He's in tomorrow, so he's in our prayer now. So, Father, we just come and we uphold our family, our precious family, the body of Christ, uh, who listen to this broadcast. We uphold them to you now. And in the name of Jesus, as a brother and sister in the Lord, Amanda and I, we come against you, spirit of fear. You've tried to grip their hearts. You've tried to lay hold of them and push them to make decisions that are not in line with the plans of God. And we command you in the name of Jesus we command you to get out of their life. We break your power and the strongholds trying to grip and hold them in fear. We command you to shut your filthy, still your filthy, stinking, demonic mouth in the name of Jesus, and we bind you in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, that now that the Spirit of Truth will speak to them, lead them, guide them, reveal them. Deliver them, set them into a new place in you to where they know and are confident and are fully persuaded that your word is true and that they can stand upon your word. So, Lord, we just thank you for peace. Holy Spirit, one of your best, most powerful roles, characteristics is that of a comforter. So we're asking you yes. to do that now to just comfort them beyond the norm. Oh, Holy Ghost comfort. There's nothing like it. It's beyond comfortable. It is the comforting counsel and insight of tomorrow. So we thank you for that in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You, Lord. Hallelujah. Because, you know, fear really is false evidence that the enemy tries to make you believe is real. So then yeah, you yeah. come into agreement with it yeah. and it gets its power. That's how fear works. You just said so much. The Just the power of agreement works on the good side and on the bad. It does. It absolutely does. And the enemy knows this. So yeah. we should know it even more. If whatever, he makes his business. Whatever deity, entity, thought, stronghold, whatever you give agreement to, That's you're right. giving power in your life. You are. You know what I do a lot sometimes? Like, say I start not to feel well or something. No, Father, yeah. I'm not speaking this in Jesus' name. But say I say that, right? Or this happens. Father, I come out of agreement right now in the name of Jesus with these symptoms and this spirit of infirmity and this infection in Jesus' name. Yeah. And it must be loosed and sent out in the name of Jesus, right? And cast back to the dry places and bound there in Jesus' name. So I do that, though. But I say I come out of agreement with this. Mm. Love it. Love it. Love it. So, so if there is something going on, I'm breaking it immediately. Yeah. Whatever he tried, it's being broken immediately. The blood of Jesus is being applied and he is being manhandled and sent his way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's so good. That's so good. So, mm -hmm. um, one of my friends said one time, he said, if it's not simple, it's not of Jesus. And that's, I like, that's, that's a good one. And I then. Like that kind of births in my mind because that's kind of like in the beginning of Lama Prayer a little over a year ago when we started doing, you know, we started a few years ago, but the online every day a little over a year ago. 
that was my idea was how simple can I make prayer? And so that's why I just want to one, once again, I think we've really endeavored to make it simple. Now I just got an email this morning from one of our viewers who says, Marty, I'm a little confused on something you said. So I'm fixing to give her a call and talk through it because that's how much we care about them. But we want you to join us at lamaprayer.org on Facebook. You join us on Facebook and YouTube. We're going to teach you how to pray. We've got a mandate to cover the nation with how to pray. We want to teach you through our daily show how to pray. And right now we're just pounding on one thing, how to get in the spirit, how to get in the frequency of God where his voice and the things of heaven are more real than what's going on around you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Good. There we go. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. If I only had more thumbs. <laughs> you only had more thumbs, Marty. Oh, Lord. I can hitchhike all the way across to California. Oh, Jenny would love that. Oh, it'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you, Amanda. We appreciate you so love much. You, you and too. Chris. Chris, we love Chris, wherever his beautiful self is. He's yep. I probably in his man cave working oh, on it. That's his nice. big project right now, is his man cave. Oh, I love that. Wow. That reminds me of Loudmouth Prayer Studios. Yes, that's like your man cave. Yeah, it's a desk. Yeah, <laughs> it's a desk, and it's this nice flag in back of you. Which yeah, it's very it's, nice. it's a real one. So yeah. Well, hey, good show today. Thank you so much for your time. It's good to, good to be together again on Grace Thank Out you. Loud. We'll see you very soon. Okay. Thank you, Marty. God bless you. God bless you, Amanda. And uh, keep Marty in prayer as he does these days of glory that are coming up. And so, thank you everyone for tuning in today. Um, God bless everyone. Keep the faith. We love you. And um, we will be on in the next few days. We will continue making announcements and we will be back on in the next couple of days and uh, be prayed up, be ready and uh, armor up according to Ephesians chapter six, Psalm 91. I encourage you to say it every single day. Uh, we talked about Psalm 23 today as well. Ephesians chapter one and three in the believer's authority, those scriptures from those chapters, I speak every single day. It only takes a few minutes. So I encourage you to do so. We pray this blessed you, this ministered to you, and we will see you in a few days for a powerful night. God bless. Hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with, with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue. It helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. Hey everyone, Amanda Grace here. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver might be right for you, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who has been on Ark of Grace many times and loves to answer our viewer questions, is here with his team to answer all of your gold and silver needs. Whether you want to buy gold and silver, whether you have questions to see if it's right for you, whether you are looking to roll over retirement accounts, go to bh-pm.com today and Andrew and his team will be more than happy to assist you with all of your needs. 
If you want to support an amazing patriot and be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or more off of all MyPillow products. They have pillows, of course, but they are so much more than pillows. They have sheets. They have slippers. They have bathrobes. They even have dog beds. And a fun fact for all of you, Noble, one of our pigs at our animal sanctuary, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. So if you want to be a blessing, you can go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARC. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yeah. and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out. And wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> <laughs> so it's good.